Travel Misadventures in Morocco, written and narrated by Matthew Felix. Hey everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode, where I talk about the book from which the stories in this podcast were excerpted, With Open Arms, Short Stories of Misadventures in Morocco. In October, I had the pleasure of talking about the book with Tom Gozi and Mark Pfeiffer on episode 45 of their Peanut Butter and Passports podcast. The clip that follows is taken from that episode, where we talked specifically about my book, With Open Arms, and my experiences in Morocco. Our full interview covered so much, it was split into two episodes, where we discussed travel, my other books, writing and publishing, and even played a couple of travel trivia games. Those episodes, as well as a lot more great conversations with other travelers, can be found at peanutbutterandpassports.com, as well as on most major podcast platforms. So check out the Peanut Butter and Passports podcast. Hey, check out my new book, Porcelain Travels, Humor, Horror, and Revelation, In, On, and Around, Toilets, Tubs, and Showers, an Amazon number one new release in four categories, including travel humor, and winner of gold for humor in the 2018 Solas Awards for travel writing. You can also check out Porcelain Travels' companion podcast of the same name, which comprises readings from eight stories, including two recorded before a live audience. Porcelain Travels the Book is available in paperback and ebook on Amazon and other online retailers. Um, now, let's yeah. talk about your other two books. Uh, okay. Especially the one, The Misadventures in Morocco. Uh, I, I don't know this, I can't quantify it, but I think the people I've met who are European have a greater interest in Morocco than most Americans yes. do. Yeah. Um, and I, another place, and this is a little bit off subject, but the people, the Europeans I've met have a greater interest in, the, in traveling to India than most Americans do, especially hmm. Brits because they have long historical ties to India as nation does. Uh, so tell us about your, the book, but you know, Morocco in general and, and your impressions. Uh, yeah, so this is a big topic. So I think I'll start with the book just because that's an easy way to work into Please, it. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, first off, Morocco, yeah, it's, it's an amazing place. And like you said, I mean, it's, it's to Americans, it seems a lot more sort of, there's, there's much more of a mystique than for Europeans. I mean, Europeans are, are interested in, and, and they go there in, in droves. And, um, you know, it's, but it, it's closer, right? It's just over the, quote unquote, you know, just over the Mediterranean. So there's, it's, it's, it's different enough that it's interesting and fascinating and, and appealing, but it's also accessible enough that it makes it easy to go down there. So I think um, right. when you are there, you see lots of French, lots of Spanish people, and of course, lots of people from other places as well. But in particular, at least when I was there, which it's, it's been, again, over 10 years now, uh, lots of Spanish, lots of French people. But um, I wrote the book because this is another book I, I honestly wasn't intending to write, but what happened was um, I was in Spain, and I was working on my novel, and like I said, I was I was in Andalusia, or maybe I didn't say, but I was thinking I was in Andalusia, so I was, um, you know, in the southern tip of Spain. And after three months, I had to renew my visa. So the easiest thing to do, and I had to leave the European Union. So the easiest thing to do, of course, is go to Morocco because it was right there. And I had tried to go to Morocco once before uh, with a Spanish friend a couple of years earlier. And the Strait of Gibraltar is one of the roughest. You know, it's where the Atlantic, of course, meets the Mediterranean. Sure. So those waters are really, really rough. And when my friend and I tried to cross, actually, the waters were so rough that, that we couldn't cross. And so we ended up having to um, cancel our trip and just hang out in Andalusia instead. So I'd wanted to go for quite a while. And, and so now I did. And I went by myself and I took the ferry from Algeciras, which is the, the port on the southern tip there in Spain, over to Tangier. And 
Uh, right away, I just started having some really, really difficult experiences. I mean, go, going from the port, so my book opens with, it opens with me deciding to go back. And so the book alternates between this first trip that I'm now talking about and then the second one that I end up taking a, a few years later. Um, but on, but then after that, that intro, it opens with this, my, my adventure or again, my misadventure to, to quote the title of the book, getting from the port of Tangier up to the Medina where my hotel was. And it was just, I was just, you know, mobbed and, you know, everybody wanted a piece of me, whether to take me to a hotel or take me to their shop or, or whatever it was. And, you know, I was traveling by myself, so I was obviously much more vulnerable. Right. And, uh... And it was just a nightmare. It was just an absolute nightmare. And so over the preceding or the, the, the couple weeks that followed, because I think the first trip I was there for about three weeks, and it was just really tough. Now, I also say in the intro of my book, because I always feel uncomfortable talking negatively about someplace, Morocco is so worthwhile. I've never told anyone not to go. I mean, there is so much to see, so much to do. Fez, Marrakesh, the, the Saharan sand dunes. I mean, there's so much there that honestly is mind-blowing and worthwhile. But... On this first trip, what stood out for me was, in addition to those things, was just a lot of the, the difficulties that I had traveling there and just the constant, you know, you constantly, because what I found is, quick tangent, is that in places that don't have a developed tourist industry, then you also don't have the people that sort of try to prey upon tourists. Right. Well, Morocco does have a very developed tourist industry, as we just got done talking about with regards to the Spanish people, there are the French people, and of course the others. And so I was just the target, again, particularly being alone. I assume that made it much more difficult. Uh, I just had a lot of, of crazy things happen, and it was over and over. And so that's how I ended up unintentionally writing this book, because then I went back a second time hoping that, and I went back with a French friend the second time, and hoping that, hey, you know, it's been a few years. Um, I'm sure that I just kind of had bad luck the first time around. And the second time around, I had a... It, it was better in the beginning, and then in the end, I just had this horrific out-of-a-movie experience where I was surrounded by a mob, and this taxi driver was trying to physically assault me. Really? And, wow. yeah, I mean, it was it was literally out of a movie. And so I said, these stories, I'm sorry, they're just they're just too good, and they're just too crazy. I, I have to write these. And so uh, and so I did, and, um, and that's, that's kind of how the Morocco book came to be. But then Morocco in general... You know, like I said, that was also, that was 10 years ago. And so there is a part of me. I had a chance to go back a third time, but it was shortly after my second time when I had that that, that assault right. or near assault. And I just wasn't ready yet. But now 10 years have passed, and I'm really curious uh, to go back, actually. So well, we'll what's see your, when that happens. What, what's the, like, so now that you've written the book and people have read it, yeah. what have you ran into other people who've had similar experiences there? Or uh, are, are people like, wow, you know, this is something... You know, I, I, I'm interested in hearing what your fans have, re how they've responded. Yeah, both, both. It's, it's really interesting. So I, um, you know, for example, on Amazon, there's one person who said, hey, you know what, My this is, a, this is a skewed view of Morocco. My wife and I have traveled here and we, you know, we've never had, you know, we've had a couple issues, but nothing on, on this scale. Then I've got other people who say, oh my God, you know, and again, on Amazon or just in conversations, Oh, this is exactly what I, you know, experienced in Morocco. This is so funny. You're taking me back to, to exactly what I experienced. Um, and then other people who haven't been, a lot of times they'll say, "Oh, well, God, I'm never going to Morocco." And again, I, I say, "No, no, no. That's that's really not the point here." You know, and I, I try to say that in the intro. Look, I just I just had some crazy experiences, and I have other friends, particularly those who have gone in groups, 
or you know with a couple other people um, they'll come back and say oh I just love Morocco I had such a fantastic experience and they don't have these things so or these kind of experiences to the extent that I did so you know I think it's again I, I was younger I was by myself um, and now, now again, I'm not trying to minimize it either because what happened to me happened to me and it happened a lot, as you'll see. I mean, again, I don't know how many stories are in that book. I mean, maybe 20 stories in that book or 15 right. stories in that book. But, but the other thing I guess I would say about, uh, about that is the stories in the book, it's not just about my treatment from, from some of the, the challenging experiences I had, you know, relating with Moroccans because there are a lot of Moroccans who helped me when I got into these situations. I mean, that's the other side here. It's... Um, you know, I, I'm not saying that that you're going to encounter, you know, difficulties across the board. I'm just saying that as a tourist, you have a different relationship. Um, and so I had lots of Moroccans who helped me out when I needed help. And a lot of my stories also are about other tourists. I met. I just met this crazy French couple. I met this crazy American woman who was, you know, getting into just odd situations. I There was a, a giant, I mean, just this giant spider that we I mean like a rat sized spider in our hotel so some of the stories are right. along those lines you know it's sure. not all just being harassed I mean that's right. really not what the book is about but again of course a few of the stories are um, so yeah but, but going back to your question um, I really get the gamut and I think that some of it's luck some of it's circumstantial just like we were talking earlier with you know getting caught in gunfire in Istanbul for example or a couple of experiences that you cited of your own and and, and, and again, part of my wanting to go back now is to see, well, how have things, how have things changed? And hopefully they've improved. I do know, I saw this, I don't know, maybe it's been six months ago, so I'm not going to, this might not be exactly, but there was something along the lines of they had implemented in Morocco new laws to further restrict, um, you know, the harassment that a lot of the tourists experience, because it is a problem. And, and you know, when I had that last experience that I just mentioned with regards to being assaulted by or nearly assaulted by this cab driver, you know, I went back to my hotel and I told them what happened. And they said, you know, this is a big problem and it really hurts us. I mean, that's the other message here is, right. again, for 99% of the Moroccans and including those who are working in tourism who have hotels or who have shops, they don't want tourists to have these kind of experiences, some of which are encountered in my book. And they said, you know, would you please go to the police because we're trying to stop this kind of thing. So. Right. Ten years later, I'm really curious, and I hope that a lot of the, the crazy things that happened to me way back when, they've, you know, things have kind of evolved, and hopefully there's a little less of that going on um, than, than back then. I would hope so, too. I, I, a lot of people that travel would be so utterly turned off by that feeding frenzy of attention they, they get upon arrival of people wanting yes. them to jump in my cab, go to my restaurant, and they don't realize, I guess, the people that are in that mob don't realize that especially Western people that's a major turnoff like you know if I was there and somebody's screaming at me to get in his cab or I'm not doing it you just lost me yeah you know exactly. there, there's a cultural the problem difference. is in a lot of those situations you need a cab right that's the problem right yeah. so so and that's why I will walk whenever I can walk if it means avoiding a cab, if I can walk, I don't care if it's a couple miles I'm gonna walk because right. I've just had so many of those experiences but on the other hand Oftentimes, you know, and this just happened, I just came back from Central Asia and all the bus stations and the airports were way out of town. I didn't have a choice. I had to take cabs, which meant I had to deal with some of these mob scenes. Right. And that's, that's, the, that's one of the things that I just most dislike and makes me most uncomfortable about travel is, is those sort of interactions. But sometimes you can't avoid them. Right. Absolutely. You can't. Um, so that book is titled With Open Arms and the cover is 
strikingly attractive. It's kind of the classic Moroccan look, a lot of different colors, tiles, intricate designs. Yes. So for people that are interested in hearing and reading about those stories, uh, it's, it's called, uh, titled With Open Arms, Short Stories of Misadventures in Morocco. So Matt